everyone. Good morning, good afternoon or good evening depends on when you're listening to this, but hope you all had an amazing breakfast or lunch or dinner. We had some really good breakfast. We'll let you know what we had later in the episode, but guess what we had in the comments and let's see if you got it right. But a clue, we had Indian. Good clue, Arya. Like I know. It's really informative and precise like yeah people will guess it so easily indian (laughs) so (laughs) now let's begin our pool vakyanuji series in which it's okay everyone is okay this is the first episode in our food series before we dive into more specific and obviously mouth-watering dishes, we thought it would be better to start off with a brief dive into the Purvakhyan of food itself. So where can we get the most ancient information regarding our food and diet? Well, some of the oldest cookbooks are from Roman and Turkish origins, as well as our own Indian cookbooks. One of the most famous examples is Manasollas, written by King Someshwar III, a 12th century king with a taste for cooking. Not to forget the Karakasamhita, another ancient Sanskrit work on medicine and surgery that also contains various recipes, especially for better health. Both these texts have the essence of the concepts of Ayurveda. Ayurveda. The cookbooks are quite interesting to see, but we definitely won't be using many of the ingredients and methods written in these books, you know, like hunting rats in the present day to eat. But what is still to this day central when it comes to our diet, our food, is the way we eat and what we eat. This is what Ayurveda will tell us. The three pillars to a healthy life in Ayurveda are yoga, meditation and diet. We will, of course, be talking about the diet. Of course. Also, if you enjoy listening to our podcast, please follow our Instagram account for more updates and make sure to like and subscribe to our channel. Let's come straight to the point. Ayurveda details a balanced menu which is all about the art of composition. It is like a wholesome experience. It states that in this art, the individual ingredients must be skillfully combined when it comes to flavour, colour, consistency and mode of preparation. Obviously, when the smell of freshly prepared pav bhaji reaches my nose, even though it is being prepared in the kitchen downstairs, it stimulates my stomach's grounding sounds and makes me feel the urge to devour the pav bhaji as soon as possible. But this isn't just about the masaledar pav bhaji. Everything is about the masaledar pav bhaji. Yes. But Ayurveda states that the food prepared must contain all six flavors. Sweet, sour, salty, bitter, pungent and astringent. Complementing each other in correct proportions. Now, there are some combinations that are advised not to be served together. For example, milk is best combined with pulses but doesn't go well with lots of other things like fruits. But we have fruit salad. Yes, I know, with milk, yes. Uh, But we have to keep in mind that they didn't have refrigerators back then. Even now, we don't eat fruit salad that is refrigerated for more than six hours. Because fruit salad kept for so long 
might cause heartburn and gas later. So, you know, it's just better not to mix fruits with milk back then. That's good. That's good. I guess. It also says that the mode of preparation of this food makes the food more palatable and delicious. Another thing about food is it has an imprinting role in our mood. For example, right now I'm pretty happy, but it doesn't just have to do with the fact that I'm recording our podcast, but also that my mood has been affected by what I ate for lunch 2 days ago. Wow, okay, great. To test this theory, we wired our scientific minds and thought of doing a small experiment. We will record what we have eaten every day and see how it plays out in the coming days. Let's try this out together and see the effect the food has on us after 3 days. Let us know your results too on our Instagram account at underscore @purvakyan_ underscore. and please follow our Instagram account for more updates. Make sure to like and subscribe to our channel over here. Taking the chance to promote, you know. Yeah, and then in the previous episodes when I was taking that chance, you were all like high and mighty, like thou promote so much, blah blah blah. Well, that's exactly why I'm doing it this mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. So, as you said earlier, food is really effective. Wait a minute. This sentence. This part is written by Arya, I think. So, doesn't really make much of a sense. What? But there is something we can take from it at least. The effect that foods, herbs, and spices have on us, as per Ayurveda, is determined by the three doshas: vata, pitta, and kapha. These are made up of the five major elements, like water, fire, earth, in different compositions. Which means each individual must gain their tailored nutrition according to this composition. Here, when you eat certain foods, is also important. Now we use such unknown uncharted words like vata, pitta and kapha. But we never explain the nature of these doshas to you. So let me fulfill this duty of ours. <laughs> Just kidding. Like we said before, these doshas take up different compositions in each person's body, which means there is always one dosha that will dominate over the others. Let me just explain some characteristics of people with higher vata, pitta or kapha. Vata type of people adjust as the wind. Active mentally and physically, agitated, cannot stay in one place, poor appetite, not very good digestion, lack of sleep, fickle, unsteady in making decisions. Pitta type of people are fiery, cannot tolerate heat. but cheerful social quick digestion when they're hungry they're angry fond of people around them they eat fast and hunger is intolerable as i said before hungry equal to angry kapha type of people are like an elephant slow takes their own time judgment very powerful complacent nature slow digestion sleeps deeply large body frame coming back to what we were discussing about how the time we eat is also important ayurveda takes the seasons into account the kapha months are roughly march to june your appetite diminishes during this period and it's ideal for fasting the pitta months are roughly july to october 
During this period, the general recommendation is to consume cool and moist dishes. The water months are roughly November to February. This is when our digestive system performs at its peak. So high fat dishes are no problem during this period. Huh. So that's why we get to enjoy so many sweets and ghee-filled dishes in Diwali. And fasts tend to begin from March, right? Yeah, great observation. I know, I'm great at all of this stuff, you know. Science. <laughs> yes, so now to get a little science in. In Ayurveda, food has been classified based on morphological features and their corresponding physiological actions. For example, grains, processed foods, meat, leafy vegetables, fruits, salts, supplements, various forms of water, milk and milk products, oils and alcoholic drinks have been elaborated based on their effect on the body. This is further elaborated in terms of place of origin and seasonal variation. Properties of raw, dried, smoked, grilled, pickled, steamed foods, various additives and adjuvants find mention based on the Pancha Mahabhuta theory. Podcast side note for you guys. Woohoo! <laughs> what is the Pancha Mahabhuta theory? In simple words, it's a fundamental theory that forms the basis of many aspects of Ayurveda. It states how the living organism is composed of unique combinations of the five great elements of the universe akash jal prithvi agni vayu and how these five elements are to be balanced within us and the food we eat in order to prevent or reduce discomforts caused due to their imbalance close bracket let us realign our conversation and not sidetrack food processing is a topic that is dealt with in detail The pharmacological properties of a substance get altered depending on the processing. Take an example of curd, which is unwholesome in most situations, but becomes a healthy drink when churned and the butter is removed. This sweet-tasting buttermilk kept in an earthen vessel for 2 days develops astringent taste and becomes a wholesome food for the gastrointestinal system especially in conditions such as hyperacidity irritable bowel syndrome fissures hemorrhoids and certain types of diarrhea and dysentery and clay pots being alkaline in nature mix well with acidic food balancing its ph level remember deadly diseases like cancer do not develop in an alkaline atmosphere for those of you who don't know what alkaline is it's basically just basic like you can't get a more basic explanation than that and if you're still confused basically you can find an explanation on the internet it'll help you out now cooking in clay pots adds calcium phosphorus iron magnesium sulfur and several other minerals to food basically it's very healthy this was probably one of the reasons why our ancestors preferred using earthenware for storage and cooking yeah and i think arya you're infected with the basic disease yep so from now on you're going to have buttermilk in those clay pots taak why no why would you not dahi not dahi you're going to have taak no, in no, those clay pots no, yes i'll, I'll add a lot of scripts no i'll add a lot of scripts you don't have to do that Yes, yes, I have to. So, let us advance to the end as a nullifier for Arya's basic puns. Let us stop our gyan spreading and give you guys some time to question your food decisions till today. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. 
we will surely not be plotting to make you desire unhealthy, fattening and delicious dishes in the future episodes. Well, to fasten it up, I hope you guys enjoyed this intro episode of the food series. Hope you brace yourselves for a fun and scrumptious history of many of our favorite dishes. See you guys in the next episode where we'll discuss a famous dish. And if you enjoyed listening to our podcast, follow our Instagram account for more updates. And make sure to like and subscribe to our channel here. Bye. Bye bye. Disclaimer. This podcast does not wish to harm any values or opinions of any person or community. This is merely a history podcast to share information.